What's up, Dunwoody? Of all the interviews that we've done, I think the two or three about local schools and education have uh, really received the best feedback from our listeners. And if you have kids approaching these important middle and high school years, then this is the show for you. Because Brian Eufinger is one of the smartest people I know. Him and his wife, Sylvia, have PhDs and MHAs of all kinds of education from different schools around the country. Throughout their college years, they won over $1.2 million in merit scholarships. They earned that money through hard work in school and by uh, teaching themselves how to take standardized tests. Now they are teaching high schoolers how to do the same thing. Edison Prep has been a revolving door of Dunwoody High School students over the years, and their reviews and ratings are proof they can teach your teen how to improve their scores. From what Brian says, you just have to know what to practice and put in the time to learn the layout of the test. He's the only person to ever get four perfect scores on the ACT, so there's no doubting his results. I took away a lot from this talk, and I think that you will too. My name is Matt Weber. Of the three voices on this particular podcast, mine is probably the least intelligent, but I'm talented at certain things. I'm a successful realtor using my digital marketing superpowers to get your listing in front of thousands. Your buddy Bob from Remax is just going to put a sign in your yard and probably call it a day. So when it comes time to sell your home, please remember that one of those guys from What's Up Dunwoody would love to hold your hand throughout the whole home selling process. If you're new to the show, the other voice that you'll hear is my brother-in-law, Justin Dyke. Justin is the social director for the Georgetown neighborhood. He's pretty much been the social director everywhere he's gone his entire life. Justin founded PoolDues.com, where he creates a modern website for your swim club, completely integrated with reservation software for your tennis courts and your clubhouse. It's making quite a splash across Dunwoody this summer. Now I'm about to rattle off all the sponsors for the parade. Wait, wait, wait. Don't skip forward. Our sponsor is the most important, so we'll lead with him. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics is the man. Since we teamed up with him around February, he says that we've brought him a lot of business, and we love that he promotes us just as much, because we aren't actually paying him. Um, Brett just added an awesome article to our website about when you should take your kid to the orthodontist. So if you have young kids, definitely check that out. Um, We'll get that into the notes section. It's really good information, and um, that's how you market your service these days. you got to provide positivity and value to your community. And that's exactly what these parade sponsors are doing for you, because without sponsors, this parade would not survive. Presenting sponsors, the Reporter Newspaper, the Dunwoody Homeowners Association. Gold sponsors include EEP Events, Discover Dunwoody, and the City of Dunwoody. Silver Level R, Cap Concepts, Dunwoody Urgent Care, Crema, Dunwoody Animal Medical Center, Sky Zone, Northside Hospital, the Rotary Club of Dunwoody, and the Atlanta Academy. Bronze Level sponsors, Cycle Bar, Renaissance Bank, Redfin, Piedmont Bank, DeKalb County Republicans, uh, DeKalb Democrats, Mr. Terry Nall for Mayor, Brandon Beach for Congress, Hobnob, Endeavor Monastery School, Dunwoody Pharmacy, and What's Up Dunwoody. So Lee and Jimmy from EEP Events are helping uh, put together this year's parade, as they do every year, and we really appreciate them including us in the event. We've helped them promote the sponsors and hype the event, and they're going to do us right when it comes to the morning of July 4th. Last year, we were second to last in the parade. We were literally crammed in between the recycling guys and the big trash trucks at the very end of the parade. This year, we're moving on up to the front. Look for our table at the end of the parade route and uh, come say hello. We've got cool stuff to give away, and we would love to meet you in person. Here's our conversation with Brian Eufinger from Edison Prep. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, so we're here with Brian Eufinger from uh, Edison Prep. What is Edison Prep? We're in Sandy Springs here. We are. So we're right here on the Sandy Springs and Dunwoody line. I feel Uh, like I'm going to learn something in this room. It's kind of, I'm having flashbacks of real estate school, and I don't really like it. (laughs) Not to cut you off. (laughs) We're, we're both scared. 
So uh, Edison Prep is a tutoring company uh, here in Sandy Springs on the Sandy Springs Zoning border. Uh, it's a small company. It's my wife and I, and we teach SAT and ACT classes as well as do one-on-one -on -one tutoring. So we've been here for a little over eight years. I mean, we've been tutoring since we were in high school, our friends and kids during college for uh, spare spending money. But here in Atlanta, we've been tutoring since 2008 and in our office here in Sandy Springs since uh since late uh, 2011. So we enjoy our job. So we've had the uh, pleasure of tutoring uh, over 800 kids from Dunwoody since we started the company. Um, about 13,000 students overall uh, ran a quick co check of 30338 and other zip codes and about, about 800 or so over the years. So we, we enjoy getting to work with hardworking high schoolers, including a lot of them from Dunwoody uh, either. Except what an annoying client base because they age out of it so soon. It's like, yeah, you get them for a couple of years. And then there's the revenge of the siblings. That's ah. true. And now there's twins and triplets and even quadruplets. So we, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of multiples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've, you've taught quadruplets? We have. So, yeah, we, um, yeah we've That's had some competition right there. Never, no quintuplets yet. But, um, yeah, so that we've had quite a number. It didn't used to happen a lot. But, yeah, we had. Were their the, scores pretty close on the test? It's interesting. Um, there's. Uh, if they're fraternal, not often, but if they're identical, it's often their composite score seems to be similar, but the individual sectional scores are different. But you'll have, like we had triplets a couple years ago, all three at 26, but wildly different subsection scores. And but uh, It's because they've yeah. compensated for each other's flaws throughout the years, maybe. Or taken, taken the quiz for their other friend in, yeah. in their eighth grade, eighth grade math class. You just comp you concentrate on you know, language arts and I'll do the math. Together we'll pull this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go into the testing room as me at you know exactly. That's a good idea yeah. actually because then yeah because they we use the composite so yeah I'm sure some have you heard a lot of cheating no. <laughs> scam? So the cheating scandal is hilarious to me because it's um, there's so twenty thousand uh, dollars is so is what she paid to that person when literally had she just applied and said, I'd like to give $20,000 to the Felicity Huffman named scholarship, she would have been they'd be like, oh, cool, and you're famous. We're good. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's super silly. But also, um, they, they've added a lot of security measures to the test that people, you might remember this clip. Um, so what happened was there was an Emory kid, like seven years ago, um, who started flying back up to New York and taking the test for uh, people at his old high school, back when you were allowed to use like any old like library card or high school ID that anybody with a printer could print. Um, so after that happened, he bragged about it and of course got caught and it was on 60 Minutes and it blew up and he got in trouble, I think maybe suspended or expelled from Emory. And they made a big show, College Board and the ACT both made a big show of tightening the standards like crazy. So they actually hired the retired former director of either the CIA or FBI and said, you, you know what's up, please come fix everything. And ever since then, like they have rosters, if you don't upload your picture in time, that matches the person on your ID, that matches the person presenting themselves in the flesh. And the, so they've made it 100 times harder. Now there's always, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, if you have creative airplane tickets involved and all the crazy celebrities. Yeah, but it's, um, it's pretty, I think it's all pretty overblown. Uh, I think if it weren't two celebrities involved, it probably wouldn't have made yeah. m much of the news. I feel like celebrities should be able to pay their kids into anything, really. So if you're an influencer, you should just win at everything? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Why not?
There's not that many celebrities out there. Well, if you're so. not a celebrity, how do you uh, teach kids to <laughs> get into school legally? So, yeah, I mean, the funny part is most people, if they treated – so some people to take the test, there's always that one kid who takes the test cold. Oh, is this a good score? I didn't know. And, and, that, and then that's that. There's always that story at every high school of, you know, a kid or two. Uh, and, of course, it depends on the goals because – the same score that would get you laughed at at one college would get you into the honors college at another, at another college. So it depends on your, your GPA and your goals. And, you know, we did have one person who got to uh, go play football. We've had a couple that played football at Stanford and USC over the years. And uh, you get to have different rules. But then again, he also um, got draft. Uh, he was not drafted, but then he got picked up the day after the draft. Like, it's nice if you're a 6'4 dude. So you know, there's yeah. different standards. So if you're, we always tell parents, like, if your kid has a 95 mile per hour fastball, like, you can probably do half the homework we assign, and it'll probably be fine. Um, that kid actually had Nick Saban's cell phone number in his cell phone because he didn't do his homework one day. And I said, come on, man, you haven't done homework in three weeks. And he's like, sorry, I was out in the car. Like, I've been going back and forth with Nick. I'm like, Nick? And Nick Saban, I'm like, no, uh Get your and buddy off the phone. <laughs> either either he had the best planned bluff ever, but I, he pulled his phone up, and I said, Nick Saban's cell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so um, he ended up going to uh, – he was looking at yeah Alabama, USC, and uh, – and Stanford, so but ended up going out out to the coast. Um, but yeah, it's you know really it's less work than people think it is. If most people spent half as much time as one sport for one season, their parents would be blown away. Like I didn't ever know my. I mean, I love my kid, but I didn't ever just think this would be possible because right. it's not. It's forty grammar rules. It's a couple hundred math formulas, and learning how to finish in time. Which finishing in time is hard because you're not used to brain drain four hour tests. But um, yeah, literally we just tell people figure out which season of the year you don't have a sport and make that your sport and either save your parents slash yourself a bunch of money or get into a better school or both because really that's the three things you know what even arthur blank's kid like getting into better schools some other family like i'd like to retire earlier so or or both is really um did arthur blank's son come here no um He's on my uh, soccer team. I thought oh, really? that was yeah. odd. You mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, that's the that's the joke I, I've made a bunch of times. Like I didn't see Arthur Blank's kid in here, but uh, but no. Uh, and my wife and I are grateful because we. Um, this is not a video podcast, but you know, I you'll see that I, if you saw me in person, I will not win any athletic Division One scholarships. <laughs> um, so it paid for all of college for both my wife and I. So we that plus a good GPA. So we're grateful because our alma mater is like. 250% is expensive right now. And I'm not that old. I graduated in 2000. So um, we are super grateful because I studied, honestly, about 120 hours total total for uh, both the SAT and the ACT and the SAT subject tests, which 120 sounds like a lot, but like one football season is 300 hours. So yeah. it's, you know, what did I do? Uh, I, I tell the story in class. I quit JV tennis. And I told the coach, I have to be gone. I'm sorry, this year. Uh, if you'll have me back senior year, I'd be happy to be here. If was not, he like, nope? <laughs> if not, I understand. No, it was fine. I, I came back and played. It was, it was fun. Um, but uh, I just said, I need. I have five APs. I have too much going on. I need to do this stuff. It's important for scholarship money. And, uh, you know, just letting you know. And if I'm being honest, that 250 hours or so that I saved playing tennis, I spent about half of it doing SAT, ACT, and got a great, you know, great, you know, top 0.2% uh, scores on both tests. But then I spent the other half mostly playing Nintendo 64 GoldenEye, my friend Danny's basement. Like, um, it's, As did most it, kids. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't take millions of hours. Like, I don't even know, like, you hear these stories on the Huffington Post and just, you know, Reddit and other places. I don't know how a kid could actually study for a thousand. You hear these stories. He studied for a thousand hours. Like, I own every release test this millennium. Like, if you did all of those, it still would add up to, like, less than one sport for one. Like, so I don't even know what those people would be doing. But, yeah, it's not, it's not a two-hour miracle. 
but for most kids, depending on their starting scores, and if they have you know if they have reasonable starting scores and reasonable goals, most kids, it is a fraction of one sport that can just change the whole trajectory of, of college. Yeah. What's a what's a success story for you? Like, so if a kid comes in with, uh, I don't know, a thousand on the SATs, mm-hmm. what do, what do you, you know, you're probably not going to get them up to sixteen hundred, but like if you get them up to what score is. You're like high-fiving the parents. and Sure, and that's why the intake phone calls are so important because it's all about relative to the goals. Um, there is a, uh, a mom from St. Pius who was one of our very first clients long, long ago, and I have no recollection of this story, but she's telling all these parents at St. Jude Catholic Church and has been for a decade, and like, thanks for the business. Like, um, and I, I literally don't even know who this woman is. Um, and that's so, the best customer. But yeah, but so what, apparently her daughter... Um, there's some special major, I think, at College of Charleston, where it's if you want to be an FBI profile, it's like a biology, forensics, criminology, some some like dual major thing, and like apparently College of Charleston is one of the best for it. And so, she said to me, so her, my daughter has a 3.8 unweighted, unweighted, which is big, uh, at St. Pius, and she took a mock test, a practice test for the ACT, and got a 28. And I told her, have a nice life. Uh, or so she tells people, and I'm like, and she's like, "What do you mean?" And I, I apparently told her, the day that a 3.8 unweighted and a 28 does not get you into College of Charleston, I'm stocking up on beef jerky and ammo because the end of the world, real close. <laughs> um, and so she's like, "Really? Like you're turning away my money?" I'm like, "Yes, because ethics." Like, you know, had she said, "I want Vanderbilt," I'd be like, "All right, group hug through the phone. We're gonna be friends for a long time." Because Vanderbilt, no one believes me. I wrote a blog post a couple years ago. Vanderbilt has had higher test score averages than Harvard for five, ten years running, and no one believes me. Like a fourth of the entire campus walking around has either a 35 or a 36 on the test uh, and so it's, it's, all, Brett that. it's all about the our goal. sponsor Village yeah. Orthodontics there you go. I just had to throw it in go ahead Vandy alum yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's all about the goal so once you know where you're starting where you're trying to get to there's no need for overkill but you don't want to undershoot it and then feel like you you messed up either so just depends on the exact goals yeah did you take any classes going into big tests and no, no. I did uh, the SAT. I don't remember anybody doing it, but now it's everybody. Yeah. Everybody, all the kids that work for me, all do it. Well, I did. A, I did the pre, the PSAT, right? Pre-SAT. Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. And then I I think I did good enough on that that I was like, oh, I'll just you know wing it for the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. I and did I that. Got, yeah. I, I did the SAT in sixth grade for uh, the, it was Duke, a Duke, Duke program. Yeah. yeah, for the gifted program, and then I took it again once. I think junior was it junior year you take yeah. it. Which do tip like if, if you can afford it, it's such a neat program. You're like being around a bunch of, there's if, I guess the difference between like nerd versus geeks versus intellectual, whatever. But it's a neat kid. Like it's if you if you qualify for that program, it's a, we always get that question from parents like I'm not looking to tutor yet, but this Duke program, if you can afford it, it's it's neat uh, mm-hmm. and more so than your just your typical you know, XYZ summer camp that's you know you've done a couple times. This wasn't a program at all. They just put a test in front. Well, yeah, of so the Duke that, that's. Yeah. The entrance exam. If you get oh, a high enough okay. score, then you can. No, that was a problem. To, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty. It's a pretty high bar. It's a pretty small uh, program, but they're neat. Um, but as far as the culture changing, so so I think you're probably we're probably all the same. I'm I'm 37. 98. Yeah, yeah so I graduated 2000. So, but people are. My, at my high school, it was pretty similar to like a Dunwoody or Walton. It was a, a competitive public high school in St. Louis, and a third of people studied not one moment. Like they didn't even know the instructions until they walked in, uh, and a third of people, their mom would harass them into doing most of one packet because so they didn't she didn't feel guilty the week before, but otherwise nothing. And then about, about another third spent a little bit of time, but back then, like if you were hardcore, if you were part of that one third that actually practiced, maybe twenty hours max max like 10 20 hours so uh, now that that seems quaint and adorable um, 
but you know when there's all this frenzy because you know the Huffington Post has to have people sell ads and click 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 uh, there's there's less stress than ever in that when you and I were in school you couldn't super score at most schools and if you took it three times you were weird and most schools had a policy where you have to send every test you've ever taken sorry now 98% of schools have score choice where you can just send just send us what you're proud of. It's very kumbaya. Like, send us what what you're proud of. We're yeah. always look. We're always colleges have by law required to say we're always looking for reasons to admit a student, not to reject them. So they really do want to have, but they want to count your stats because it makes them look better in the guide. So um, if a kid takes it a bunch of times, that is one important note for families. Like, you know, a lot of parents I imagine listen to this podcast. If you Google how to delete an ACT score. First link, right there. So in the end, it doesn't matter because they mostly have software that vacuums up the scores and automates the process of super scoring where you you have your best English from one day, your best math from another day. Okay. But that, that pumps it up. But also if a kid, if you, we have a lot of kids who they're smart, but they're worriers. And if they crash on the test because you're, you're analysis paralysis and what if I fail and this is going to be shown to every school I apply to, well, it's not. It, it, when we were in high school, yeah, most schools, you had to show them your full everything. And now it's, they don't. And super scoring where you can mix and match your best days like everyone is great in a golf scramble like yeah. everyone um so yeah that's why you look at these schools like unc started super scoring they didn't use a super score single day sorry and then two or three years ago unc started super scoring what do you know their average score popped up a point and a half the next year not because the kids got smarter if you know the rules of the game and the strategies and how to count it it's not so it's um, more bragging rights for the colleges that, oh yeah the there's zero GPAs. reason why i mean 61 percent of schools roughly super score the act about 95 percent super score the sat uh, and it's it's silly because they just look better in the rankings if they if they would do it. So they're just it's like like the DMV, you know, change is slow and big big bureaucratic organizations. Um, or more cynically, um, does Auburn probably not super score because they would have to give out so much more merit money to us evil Georgians? 100%. Because yeah. Auburn doesn't super score, but that's because they have their published scholarships. If you get a single day 29 and a this GPA, then automatic bam, this many thousands off and. Um, which, to their credit, like, at least they have that. Like, they, they're very transparent. They, they are sort of a, a nice model of get this, get that. So. Yeah. How do you learn all this about the different schools? I guess just eight um, years of just, yeah, talking just, to them. And just being, uh, just being you know, we, we, our students educate us, and then we, of course, keep up with a lot of, um, a lot of the industry newsletters. And we have, a, we have a Facebook messenger group called Tutor Squad, which has about 20 full-timers throughout the nation that just talk shop and share articles and things. So it's a pretty small um, – it's a pretty small community. Where in Atlanta, there's about ten full-time tutors. It's mostly a college kid business. You know, we start off tutoring college. You know, it's the nature of the industry. You're 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 a realtor. It's you know, there's people who sell that one lady at church who sells one house every seven years, mostly to someone in the pew with them at church. And then there's people who do the bulk of the work that you are probably the person you should 20%, hire. Yeah. So it's, you know, so it's uh, but it's it's uh, important to. In that sort of lonely world where there's so few full-timers, we all talk shop, and, and, and frankly, when we're full, we ethically, we just refer to fellow full-timers just because that's the right thing to do. So uh, you want a dentist that um, does more than one filling a year, basically. So, yeah. yeah. Is there a convention for, for, uh, for, this <laughs> for the 20 of you? It started, yeah. it started three years ago, actually. So I, I haven't been, but it's a guy in Boston that started one, yeah. So, PrepCon uh, or something like that. Yeah. PrepCon. Yeah. <laughs> So what, what, what exactly do you do here? Like when that's from Office Space right there. Yes. So what would you say? You do, what would you say you do here? So um, 
you know, we do one-on-one tutoring. We also do classes, and we do boot camps. New um, Year's, that's specifically SAT, ACT? Yeah, so SAT, ACT. Test. This is all right. a test prep. Correct, yeah. So okay. we, um, you know, we could, we don't want to try to be everything to everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I got a five on the AP Calculus exam in 1999. You do not want to hire me to teach AP Calculus because literally Clinton <laughs> was president. So, um, it, it's, you know, I probably could get a two on it with – because there's not much, there's not any calculus on the SAT, ACT. So there, you know, I know some things still, but uh, you want recency. Now that said, you know, we always tell parents like, ask us. I won't be offended. Happy to text you a reference like, oh, I need a college counselor or I need a AP bio tutor. Like, you know, that's fine. We we know, you know being in the industry as long as we have, we know who to send them to, um, and even different grade levels. Like, I'm looking for middle school math. I'm looking for AP stats. So. And so people come in here at middle school? Uh, no. So, but that's just our cl- our clients, you know, will be tutoring the 11th grade kid, and there's There's a 6th grade sibling who's floundering in in pre-algebra or something. But, you know, we've just chosen to focus on SAT, uh, ACT. So it's sophomores, juniors, seniors? Depends on timeline. So typically juniors. um, So the general, the golden rule for most kids is if sophomore year is over and junior year is not, it's a great time to be taking the test. And any plan that we build, just from a de-stressification standpoint, um, any plan that we build for parents tries to give you a very, very solid chance of being done at the latest by the June test of junior year. Tests senior year are legal, but they can be stressful. Sort of like filing your taxes on April 15th is legal. <laughs> um, it's not as ideal because then you might have to send your scores blindly. And like, you know, not that many people are great on fourth down knowing, nope, this is this is it. Oops. Yeah. Um, so uh, from a slammed door perspective, like fewer slammed doors for parents in the household perspective, if you can just have a nice... Uh, time after sophomore year's over, but before junior year's over, it's the right window for most people. Now, uh, Dunwoody having block schedule has a has a lot of a lot probably the most probably in the state dual enrollment kids that do dual enrollment classes at GPC and elsewhere. Uh, so that is the one exception because normally if a kid calls us like my fourth grader at Johns Creek Elementary, click like please go away like call call us you know a couple presidents from now. Uh, but the one exception, you have to have a an ACT or SAT score of sufficient magnitude for dual enrollment purposes. So probably 100% almost of the sophomores we tutor, which is relatively small, are, are purely Dunwoody sophomores that need to get their score to the level to do dual enrollment. So yeah, and tell everybody what dual enrollment is. So yeah, so dual enrollment. Like fourth period? Yeah, so dual enrollment, um, the mechanics, I don't know the exact start stop times, but either the first class of the day you do over at GPC or, or another college, and then come back to school or vice versa. Um, it just depends. And so you can take college classes um, and you can get credits and you know, it's always good to check the fine print at the colleges that your kid might be applying to to make sure you choose courses that will uh, transfer. We have moms who are all the time very savvy. Uh, we're always impressed that they no, I want email proof. And so they'll email XYZ University like my daughter's planning on taking these, these, these will you approve these? And sometimes they'll say, we won't approve that one, but we'll, we will approve this one. And so that can, you know, that's always good if, you're, if your listeners are looking at dual enrollment to, if they, and if they happen to be knowing what colleges they're hoping or thinking they might attend. So they have to go to a good college, right? Uh, no, it just depends on where you're, uh, where you're applying. So some places don't want to let you in with any more than a certain number of credits. Um, so because then you stay there less time, or, or there's a cap on how many credits you can bring in. Or some places, oh, if you're a bio major, you you know we won't take your AP bio credits or this. We want you to take, you know, bio 101 here. So there's different rules um, at every college. But but by and large, you know, dual enrollment started. Um, I started to see it happen a lot more when we first started the company in rural areas. So we teach boot camps in South Georgia and other places at high schools that are so small they might only offer one AP. 
And so you'd have hardcore kids if you're dedicated enough to drive, you know, 30 miles down the road to you know, XYZ Technical College in you know Lowndes County or something. Then you can um, that oh, that's a, a testament to your your work ethic. So it's great to make classes available. Um, more AP classes or college level classes available if you need them. Uh, but other people just want to have the credits that are transferable. You know, there we have a student who went to University of North Georgia, uh, Dominique High School girl, who um, she wanted to do possibly like PA school, but if not a nurse. So she wasn't sure, but she had it all planned out. She did the research, not her mom, and she said, all right, I'm doing this, this, this at Dominique, and then I'm doing dual enrollment, this, this, this. I checked, and UNG is taking this, and she and if it all went to plan, like I'm going to be a, either a nurse at 21 or I can be a PA at 24 and I'm like you are so much more organized than I was yeah. in high school so um, but yeah like if, if you know the rules class. <laughs> yeah if you know the rules uh, you know that's that's one positive uh, side to the to the block schedule yeah my wife and I um, stick out like a sore thumb when we so we take the test each year it's sort of part it's part of our brand but it's also um, important to stay current so we are we are we are the awkward old people at the club what's um, your what was your last score I mean do you do you get perfect every time? So we're pretty good at what we do. Uh, so my wife beat me in the last SAT by 10 points. Oh, that's um, and, but, Oh, but it gets better uh, because behind every great man uh, lies a great woman who, uh, despite being eight months pregnant with our twins, beat me by 10 points. So <laughs> having, having to use the restroom the entire time. It was the hormone boost. So, that's what 15, it was. 1560 versus 1550, so it's okay. Uh, but the funniest part, and this is not educational, it's just hilarious, the proctors at the exam did not realize their body language. Because my wife is you know, relatively short, and from a distance, you know, we, we're not ancient. We, we're clearly not high schoolers, but from a distance, you know, they were giving her this look because she was obviously out to here because she's eight months pregnant and short with twins, and, and they were look, giving, giving her this look of, Shame, you you should have waited till college. Yeah, yeah. Till college, and so they didn't even realize they were doing. And have such so, a hard life. Uh, so it was funny, but uh, but no, and then so I, as far as me, uh, so she beat me on the SAT. Uh, I do have the distinct pleasure of being the only person in human history who's gotten not one, not two, not three, but four thirty sixes. No one else to my knowledge has done it twice. So we, we're good at what we do. Um, but it's 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 about reps. Um, it, and ironically. You know, kids. Yeah, just reps, I say, and not and not stress. Like now in high school, I was good at the test. I got a thirty-five in high school. Um, I got thirty. I get thirty-sixes now, but it really is the reps. Because when I was in high school, I was smart. I practiced. My pulse rate was probably screaming on the real test because this is for all the marbles. I want to get a full ride to wherever I go to school, etc. Now, literally, as long as I have my coffee, like I try really hard. And that's, otherwise, otherwise, I couldn't get the score I get. But like. No, it's not super stressful. And so the kid, we have kids. Um, this is great. I don't even know which business it is. There was a mom who, uh, her kid, we were like her kid's fourth tutor. And the kid goes to that money. Uh, this is like five years ago. And we were like her fourth tutor. And she's like, all right, you tutor a bunch of our friends. I am in you. I am, I am your, your putty. Like, tell me what to do. And I will, I will do this. We got to make UGA happen. And uh, she was a long way away. But school gets out um, May 20th-ish, like right around now. And so... The test was not till June 10th that year. I'm like, what do you do? And she said, that's a weird question. And so she has some office near Dumity Village. And I said, cell phone has to stay at home. Uh, not every day. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a crazy person. But X days, you know, the slight majority of the days, go to work with mom day, grab a spare cubicle, spare office, phone is left squarely at home. Morning test, go to lunch with mom. Afternoon test, go home. Repeat. And this student ended up literally getting more done in two weeks than 
the entire previous four tutors over the stretched out over a freaking year. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's not, you know, you can rip, it's, it's reps. And it's in, and once a student didn't have prom planning committee and lacrosse and this and this, you know, it's, it's just, wow. And the student actually said that to her mom afterwards. They're like, I was so mad at you. And I hated you. I, uh, you, were, you were a big bad mom to all my friends, uh, but now I'm done. And they didn't thank get you. into the same school. <laughs> uh, well, no, they no, they, they got in, and you know, so they, but they, you know, their friends were already done, and that yeah. was the frustrating part because their friends had just buckled down and I bam, bam, you. bam, and been done, and they were lagging behind, and so they, they were grateful at the time. It was sort of painful, but it, not that much because not you know kids you know kids these days quote unquote but kids these days work a lot of hours like we talk about you know 40 hour work week is you know the corporate work week but when you add up all the attending class plus all the homework plus activities plus sports like they're putting in lots of hours and all the clubs i never did the clubs yeah did you take the act uh no i didn't i didn't have to i didn't take the act either Yeah. yeah when did they start that uh way back so the two uh about 60 years ago so it's older than the SAT, isn't it? No, SAT is ancient, but uh, but it, but it's been through like fifteen different. There was like Latin stuff on the original nineteen eleven yeah. or whatever. So <laughs> how did we get away um, with not doing it? If it's uh, it was Pepsi or Coke. I mean, it, it, oh, okay. it, we used a Mastercard. So no, there's no college in America that requires both tests. It's just um, and, the, and and the funny thing is, even if you submit both, they want to look good in the rankings. So they're gonna if you submit a twenty on the ACT and a fifteen hundred on the SAT. Oh, we, they didn't we, see we, the we other never one. we never we must have, we must have lost your ACT in the mix. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. It's you know, whichever one you have, as long as you have one, it's you're you're good to go. Um, we need to get him, you and your wife, to the pool, one of our pools for a trivia night or something like that, and you guys could be the proctors. And, <laughs> so we are we are used to that. Or or just have a showdown between you and your wife. Maybe we get some club members to pick out the best like. So it's not a four hour test, but like. There's a there's a math teacher at um, somewhere up in Cobb County, where he. Um, his son was like, Dad, you don't understand. It's so much harder now than like back when Stegosaurus was running around. You were taking it. Uh, and so the dad's like, no, clearly. Because apparently the dad was the salutatorian of the high school and then came back and taught at his old high school. And so the dad actually took at his own high school where he is a teacher the test the same month his son did. And his son beat him. And it was fantastic bragging rights for the son. Because yeah. um, here he is. Like, I teach math every day. And, you know. But because if you don't know the rules, you're being measured against. It's just, you know, got to learn it and then apply it. Maybe he was a bad test taker, too. I mean. Yeah. We just lose everything over time. I mean, even yeah. simple math is difficult sometimes. Oh, dude, definitely. Memories, everything. I don't know Man. what I did yesterday. Well, tell them how to find you here. So we're, we're, this is our little tour of Sandy Springs. Yeah. We just left the Tap House. And yeah, now Tap here. House is great. But I think you're the time. only option, right, around. I mean, so yeah, we you know sure, Dun- why not? if you're in Dunwoody, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we I haven't heard of, of any kids. other ones. Yeah, about a hundred. We, we tutor about 110-ish kids from Dunwoody a year, uh, Dunwoody High School. I mean, I'm sure if you add up all the people who live in Dunwoody who attend other schools, it's more. Um, but yeah, you know, we and the way we look at things is, you know, our calendar fills for one-on-one. It fills for classes. Our goal is. Um, to not, I mean, we do this podcast because it's good information for parents, but it's um, by not advertising too much, uh, not sounding hokey, we, we're blessed to work with mostly hard workers. So by not advertising, we get kids who are sitting in the front row when there's still other seats available and like who are looking forward to either make mom and dad proud, save themselves money, get a better school. So it's um, not advertising is a key strategy because I tell people group classes, most group classes are bad. And one, because they're taught by a college kid, but also if we advertise too much, we have one person in the whole room who wanted to be there. I'm good. I'm not that good. Like if no one wants to be there, then you look at the person next to you. They're not caring. Why should you? And so we're we're so blessed to work with a bunch of hard workers. So, yeah. um, and like, and like I said, you know, if we have someone, if we're full, 
like we refer to fellow full-timers, you know, probably, you know, my wife, myself, and one or two of our full-time friends tutor probably about 60, 70% of the, of the kids that, that avail themselves of tutoring uh, yeah. in Dunwoody. So we, we enjoy them. And we and we think your school. It's it's easy to say rah rah because I live here, and hey, I'm a realtor, so definitely buy a house here because the schools are great. But but objectively, uh, you know, traffic being terrible in Atlanta. Uh, well, my wife and I were looking at houses. We we live um, here in, in the Riverwood district, just a block or two from our office. But really, we were looking at Dunwoody, Riverwood, um, and that, that's you know we we wanted to be in this general area because of our office. But but also like south of the Chattahoochee, the number of schools that we love. That where you can pick one spot and go K through 12 without you know w- for the whole way through, um, I think Dunwoody has a lot of good things going for it, you know, which is why, you know, houses will sell quickly and yeah, because uh, that commute. Well, I love how so, you relate it back to real estate. But no, but, but, I, have, but I have so many friends. <laughs> now you're a realtor, right? I, yeah. I went, I went to a housewarming and I'm kind of jealous, but I went to a housewarming a, a little while back in um, in Milton and. I looked at the house and like I know what my friend does for a living. I'm like, holy mother! Like, like <laughs> are you okay? Like, um, but no, like it's so you know. But 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 there'd he, be he, nobody out there to tutor. He drives yeah. down to Pill Hill, um, and he spends you know he he spends you know three hours a day in his car almost, oh, and it's uh, so we're blessed. I mean, we're blessed. We have a two minute commute. We're super spoiled, and so um, you know this Dun- you know Dunwoody and Sandy and Sandy Springs. We chose our office space literally. We told our commercial real estate guy. Uh, who's a guy who lives in Brook Farm, he, um, we said, we will judge your success based on how close you get us to 285 and 400 because when you're right here, I can be on any highway I need to in a couple minutes, and it's, you know, it might not be the geographic center technically, but the center of, you know, where all the stu- our students were coming from, a lot of businesses, et cetera. So. Right. Um, so most of the kids here, is it private kids, public kids, a little bit of both? Uh, it's a, it's about fifty fifty. We run the numbers once every year or two. But it's about fifty fifty. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the weird thing. We uh, we put ourselves here because when we did a heat, we actually did a heat map using software looking so at all the old do, students, yeah. and and so it was like the eye of Mordor right on two eighty five four hundred. And so we said literally, we can't we can't be anywhere but here. So we're we're grateful to be here. But um, fifty four high schools. That was the funny part. So one hundred and seventy kids. We had one hundred and seventy kids take uh, the February ACT this February. Fifty four high schools. Now there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of onesies, twosies. Like one kid from Oak Mountain and Villarica, uh, but you know, and then there's you know probably 15 or 18 of the 170 from Dunwoody and the 15 or 18 from from Riverwood. Uh, but yeah, like it's really just word of mouth, and it's sort of uh, it's convenient because if you are in Canton, as one of the kids was, yeah. Canton sounds bad, but if our classes are mostly on Saturdays and Sundays, and it's all highway, it's just hop on 575 and done. And so, yeah. but ge- geography, um, as I think you know. Taking it back to Dunwoody is such a big thing because geographic convenience. You know, our generation, like we're all three roughly the same age. Um, my friend, granted, nice house, Milton, etc. Like I, I find way fewer of pe- of my friends. Like they are all kind of jealous of the actual layout of the house, but then they're like, dude, two you know two hours a day plus of yeah. driving. So I think that you know it's only going to continue to get better as people want to stay um, in town. But of course, if you stay in town, you don't want to be. Uh, you want to have an option of a good public school too. So yeah, um, if you're paying more for a house than you would up there, so but yeah, you gotta you have a good uh, an easy product to sell in Dunwoody at least. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants to look at houses. It's scary that we both gotta start thinking about this and. Well, how, how, how old are your kids? Oldest, my oldest is ten. His oldest is what seven. seven? Yeah, but still yeah. not that many years off. 
Yeah, but there are there's choices you got to make. Like my Eight. son just got into gifted, and we were kind of like, oh, I don't know if he's ready for that because he's like my wife. He'll put so much pressure on himself. Yeah, and so and that's one thing I always try to put. Interesting. In Whenever I'm uh, interviewed for a newspaper article or podcast, I always try to put that in there because there's something to be said for letting kids be kids. Like I said, you know, if a fourth grader calls us, we ha- I hang up. Um, but the number one thing that happens is parents sometimes don't realize the importance of GPA freshman sophomore year because if someone gets a boatload of C's freshman and sophomore year. For a lot of schools, nothing I do would happen. I could get a first score. Nothing matters. It's over. So when when I have a, if a parent or maybe someone listening, their spouse is that parent who is the super type A. I want to start yesterday. My kid's an eighth grader. Pivot that energy. Focus on two things. Get as ridiculously good of a GPA freshman and sophomore year as humanly possible in ideally hard classes. Oh. While getting, I was gonna say team yeah, sports way training. While getting into involved in two or three activities that you yeah. really love, because that that's the thing. Because you always hear these stories like, how did he get in? He only had a this. Well, yeah, but he, he did to his credit. Have a, he, he had a four point three, and he took this, and you know. So um, there's a time and a place for everything. Freshman, sophomore year, get involved in a couple of cool things you enjoy, legitimately enjoy, not for college building, application building, and then great grades, and then mostly what are we doing right now every weekend we have sophomores second semester sophomores it's a great time not to start tutoring but to take a full length mock of the SAT and the ACT so down in our downstairs classroom like 45 Sundays a year and then sometimes other other days as well we do mocks they're free and that, that way you can just see where you're at because um to use an example, my sister, my older sister, way better at the SAT. Like standards of deviation higher in the SAT. My younger sister, who's faster but not as much on the literary stuff, um, way better at the ACT. I was equal. So even the same family, same parenting, same everything. Um, you know, why bang your head against the wall on the harder t- on the test that you're less wired for? So yeah. How do you find out? Like, how, how do you make these mock tests? Is the ACT? Oh no, they're real. Yeah, they're real. Get, yeah. They so, and that's an important thing. So yeah, and if you look on the website, if you sign, if you look at the stuff, like here's the list of mocks. There's a link there. You have to ask a hard question. You know, other you know, other organizations offer mock tests, and the hard question is, you ask, is this a full length real test written by the actual SAT ACT organization, not by your tutoring company? Full length, real, not made by you. If, if the answer is an immediate yes without hesitation, hang up, yeah. uh, because. There are companies that, you know, I'll leave their names out of it, but some of the more, you know, bigger firms, they'll have this test that's way harder. And I'm like, well, I tutor your older sibling, and they got this cold. I'm suspicious. Can you come take a mock? And then they'll be told, oh, you got a 20 on this fake little whatever test, and then now you have a 27. Because if someone has a 20 and says, I want UGA, and someone has a 27 and says, I want UGA, I'm going to recommend a very different tutoring plan. So, um, you know, start off with real scores, um, and then work from there and then you're you're in good shape okay this has been really helpful to me <laughs> or we're gonna start telling the kids like uh, hey wouldn't it be fun to repair that ac unit over there <laughs> there's a one of my friends who used to work at state farm down here in nobody uh, quit and he um he was the handy guy who just fixed he had his, well, he and his wife bought a fixer upper house and then he started his own his own uh, plumbing company and has not looked back and he is it just you know like we were talking about the beginning episode with office space um he i wouldn't say i'm missing it like he had literally <laughs> the most office space of office space jobs at state farm and uh and he said i'm good at this stuff and he taught himself for his house how to replace different valves and whatever and now he has like seven people working for him and um so yeah that's val- always a valid path as well i, I am good at computers but you don't want me fixing your car so um, <laughs> yeah that's funny well thanks for coming on the show yeah this has been great thanks brian great thanks a lot happy to help